Hey everybody, Jim Sammons here. Welcome to the Kayak Fishing Show Live. As always, brought to you by Ballast Point Brewing Company. Going to have my favorite one here, Sculpin IPA. Actually, I think I've got a grapefruit Sculpin. So, cheers to you all. Thanks for joining us. Um, got a good show here. Some uh, Actually, some pretty good news here in San Diego. Uh, our governor was uh, threatening to close our beaches. Basically, we've been open for four days and said he was going to close all the beaches in California again because a few areas uh, basically weren't following the rules. Uh, but then he came on the news about an hour ago and said, those beaches up north in Orange County are going to close, but we're keeping San Diego, San Diego open because the people in San Diego were following the rules. So I'm really happy about that. At least we can go walk down the beach, go surf fishing, can uh, drag your kayaks across the beach and go and launch, go surfing, whatever you want to do. So really happy about that. So uh, there it come back. <laughs> so um Really excited to have a, a great show here today. We're going to be airing episode two of season. Um, wow, I keep having some dropouts. Actually, I'm going to bring uh, Ken up really quick because he's there, and I'm wondering if he sees me dropping out. Hi, Ken. <laughs> hey, you're, drop, you're dropping out. Uh, did you see me dropping out of there too? Yes, it was the best part of the show so far. <laughs> okay, I'm going to drop you back out, Ken. <laughs> Uh, smart Alec. So yeah, uh, I'm really excited. Like I said, this is from season uh, one, episode two. And as you saw, that was my producer of my show, Ken Whiting. It's not often I get control over Ken. So that was kind of fun dropping him out of there. Uh, this backdrop behind me has a little uh, special meaning. That's actually the top of the rapid uh, where I did almost uh, drown, where Ken tried to kill me. So we're going to have some great stories and fun and talk about that. Um, let me uh, get rid of that so it's not so distracting across the bottom of the, the, the screen. But, of course, those are all our, our great sponsors. I know we've got a couple of comments from people. Uh, Liam saying hi. Cosmic Bear saying cheers. And that's also watching from Kayak Fishing Tales. Uh, so those people who are watching on Facebook, if you if you prefer, you can also watch on YouTube. Pamela Worth, how are you? Good to see you on here again. Richard Martin, I don't know if there were rules. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> and John Moy, hey, how you doing, man? So anyway, yeah, I, Quite honestly, there has been broadcasting issues lately because um, so many people are streaming right now. Um, and actually, my wife is in the house, and I know she was in a in a meeting online as well. So she may be stepping on the hose a little bit. But anyway, with no further ado, I'll bring Ken back up. Ken, how are you? <laughs> oh, thank you. You've been waiting to do that, haven't you? Well, like I said, it's so rare that I actually have 
have the uh, control over you. So that was that was a fun one. Like I said, you, you're the one who tried to kill me. But um, before we get really, really into the upcoming episode, I did put this link up. So if anybody wants to click on that link, that's to a, a YouTube video that Heliconia, Ken's company, just put out today. And, you know, mine was a near death drowning. The, the video they put out today of these guys from his TV show, Epic Trails, right? This is from Epic yep. Trails? Yeah. Yeah. It is scary. It is almost scary. Almost another drowning. Yeah, almost another drowning, but in a, in a really crazy way. Yeah. Uh, flash flood through a canyon. Um, I mean, scary stuff and something a lot of people could learn from. So if you want to see a cool video, guys, I highly recommend you check that video out. And that link right there will take you to the YouTube channel. So anyway, Ken, we've been doing this a long time now, man. Uh, yeah, cheers. For sure. <laughs> Can't do a cheers without taking a drink, man. Yeah, I, was, uh, I mentioned before. Oh, Whitewater Brewing Company up how, there. Uh, how appropriate for today? People don't know Ken is in Ottawa, Canada, right near the Ottawa River. Uh, you're in actually in Beechburg. Yep. So, um, but we've been doing this a long time now. We've been uh, shooting for at least twelve years. Yeah, it's because been... we started with the DVDs. Yeah. Uh, we've got. Over 135 episodes on TV. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. So, yeah. It, it, it's amazing how far it's gone. And, and uh, you know, hopefully we can just keep this thing chugging along. Yeah. That's that's my my plan anyway. Of course, the way things are right now, who knows what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it might be doing some shows in your backyard. Well, maybe right. that's it. Well, they did open the beaches, so. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll do all of our shows from... San Diego Bay and La Jolla. <laughs> Just you GoProing yourself and going out and shooting some distanced video. <laughs> right, right. Something, something to keep it fun. But so let's go back. This, this is our very first year of shooting. It's the second episode, but it was like the third or fourth shoot, I think. Yeah. It was back then, you used to be on quite a bit of shoots. Uh, we yeah. aired the first episode. Uh, last week, which was Baja, uh -huh. uh, the very first Baja. We got the two marlin, and you got your first rooster fish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you used to come on a lot of shoots. Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, then I got to know you more and more. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, no, no. No, I we were way overdue. That's for sure. Um, no, I. I would love it if once we do get rolling again to get you back on a shoot because it's always fun. Always yeah. fun. And if people again watched us last week, the Baja stuff, we did some kayak surfing. You can see a little bit of Ken's uh, kayaking skills there. Catches a wave, surfs it in backwards. Uh, <laughs> you'll see some amazing paddling skills uh, from Ken and Brendan. Brendan is Ken's partner. Um, and Ken, uh, Brendan does the uh, squirt boating where his kayak goes underwater and he twirls around. And so you'll see some pretty cool kayaking skills. None from me. Um, you'll see me kind of doing the hand of God trying to reach and Ken actually saves me. But uh, that's not true. You actually, uh, we have, to, I have to admit, you impress both Brendan and I when you're out there paddling in those types of conditions, that type of powerful, high volume white water. 
is not easy. Doing it in a sit on top boat, it's just, it's not designed for that. There's no sit on top. It's really, there well, there's a couple that are designed somewhat for it, but no, no fishing kayak. And so it was, uh, it was not an easy thing to do. And you actually did, we wouldn't have taken you down that first rapid if you hadn't done as well as you were doing. Yeah, but it was the first rapid. It literally was the first rapid I had run. <laughs> it was, it was. And, and the thing was, it literally, I mean, you said after the fact is like, I could have run down that rapid a thousand times and just washed all the way down. I just happened to hit that right spot. And um, and the level was just right for it. It goes, you know, there's a very small window when that hole is that sticky, but I stuck. <laughs> well, and the fact that, you know, again, there were some mistakes made and I think I'm not sure because I, I haven't actually watched this in forever. Yeah, it's been, it's been a long uh, time. Um, there were mistakes made. Uh, I was wearing a PFD that wasn't mine and I didn't cinch it down the way I normally do. So when I went in the water, my PFD rose up high on me. And the other mistake basically was uh, I didn't have thigh straps. I think if I had had thigh straps on the kayak, I would have had a better chance of staying on top. The boat basically hit and stuck and I shot off the front. Mm -hmm. And like I said, we'll see it in there. There's some laughs, there's some good stuff, but we also did some great fishing and the fishing up there is amazing. But let's get this video going and we can sit back and make some comments on it as we uh, as we go. And you know what, I, I, as much as I love the new intro and I really love the, the new intro uh, song, you know, by Brock, the old, the old, uh, the old intro brings back some great memories. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let her roll. This week on the Kayak Fishing Show, I'm heading to the Ottawa River in Canada to try my hand at whitewater kayak fishing. And you can hear it. Whitewater kayakers, Ken Whiting. Okay. Oh, this is going to be frustrating if that hangs up. Brendan Mark. <laughs> Stay tuned, near-death experiences, and big pike lay around every corner. <laughs> At the forefront of any sport, you inevitably find someone pushing the limits. Wow, I haven't so seen this intro in a while. In no, it's been a long time. Jim Sammons has been doing just that. Uh, yeah, look at these. Nice. From the seat of his ocean <laughs> kayak. Jim challenges the world's top. That was that very first shoot in uh, Boca Grande. Yeah. Never a stories there. From freshwater to saltwater, Jim's mission is simple. I always point out that that was before drones, too. Before, yeah. <laughs> that was actually from an airplane. Yeah. show is brought to you in part by Ocean Kayak, makers of the Trident series of fishing kayaks. 
ex officio. Can he still get a trident? Adventurous spirit. Yeah. Scotty. Yeah. Way to fish. They're still around. Well, they redid them, but they nothing still basically around. Like standard horizon. I think. Eliminate glare. Turn up the color. And the Heliconia Press, cutting edge outdoors media. This week, Jim heads northeast to the mighty Ottawa River, where he's hooking up with local anglers Ken Whiting and Brendan Mark for a totally new type Brandon. of kayak fishing challenge. <laughs> Look how young he Jim looks. will brave the <laughs> no. raging rapids of the Ottawa River for his first taste of whitewater kayak fishing. The mission is simple. By navigating their way through the rapids, Jim, Ken, and Brendan will access lakes, bays, and river corridors that have, in most cases, never seen a lure before. With the Ottawa River being renowned for its bass, walleye, pike, and muskie fishing, they're pretty sure they're going to find some out-of-this-world fishing holes. Although Jim is very experienced paddling in the surf break of the San Diego area, whitewater is a bit of a different beast altogether, but he's hooked up with the right guys for the job. The guys who want to kill me. World <laughs> whitewater kayaker, of books about kayaking technique. It wasn't premeditated. Traveling around on an international circuit and exploring new rivers, Ken and his wife Nicole settled back on the Ottawa River, a place they've considered home for a long time. So my background is whitewater kayaking. I started whitewater kayaking about 18 years ago or so. Uh, when I was, I, I was lucky. I got to start young, and. Um, learned all about all about this river probably know the bottom of this river as well as anyone even without a fish finder just because spending so much time on this river so when i got into fishing it was uh, it was a huge advantage i i just know the river so well brennan mark is also a world champion kayaker who grew up in the banks of the ottawa river similar to ken brennan's yeah. back on the Ottawa. now river people pay attention to this move that brennan's going to do here it's crazy rod longer than he's held a kayak paddle I've been a kayaker for about 15 years, a competitive <laughs> uh, on the national and world scale for about eight years. Stopped doing that. Mystery move. Ago. And, uh, <laughs> That's what it's called. The kayak is made to sink. A, a it's called a mystery move, and you just um, corkscrew yourself down where the cur two currents collide. Well, we have planned for Jim. This is the weirdest uh, looking thing. <laughs> down through all the sections of yeah, the fish. Yeah, feeling in the world. He's never paddled whitewater in his life, so it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how he fares out. I'm sure he's got great balance for raking through surf, but there's also dealing with whitewater. You got currents coming in from the sides. Um, you got a lot of other elements that come into play when you're when you're dealing with whitewater. And you guys make it look so I'm stinking right easy. Heck, I could be living with my parents if they didn't sell their house. <laughs> this might have been our. The are big and the tension is high. I don't know. Dreams of untouched fishing holes. Two thousandth run down these rapids with you. Putting his skills and courage to the ultimate test. I guess that's the commercial break. That's the commercials. So let's see. We've got any uh, comments or questions or anything. Um, Well, Jamie says he's looking for an American-made fishing pole. Any recommendations? You know, it's funny. There's a lot of uh, stuff regionally. Bring us back up. Um, so, you know, it really kind of depends on what you're you're looking for. And, of course, you know, what style of fishing because it's just so much. Um, like it, here in California, a lot of guys will use Calstar and Seeker. 
Um, and those are, are made here in California. And honestly, I'm not sure about other areas, you know, like I said, it's, it's just, and the, they specifically make stuff for saltwater, heavier stuff. So if you're looking for bass gear, it's, it's a whole different ball game. My rods that I use are from century rods. They are actually the, the blanks are made in England, but the, um, they are put together in Virginia. So, uh, very, very cool stuff. Um, Anthony says, beautiful footage guys. Uh, thank you. I mean, and, and we've always had that. And that's been one of the cool things is that we've always had great videographers and, um, you know, especially when we kind of up the game and we get a couple guys on a shoot, which really, really makes it really nice to, to have one guy focused on like slow motion and close-ups and one guy getting the bigger picture. So you guys do good. Can you hire, hire good yeah. guys? Of course, you know, will, will Richardson was my videographer. It pretty much exclusively from day one up until about, was it two years ago now? Yeah. Two years ago. Um, and, uh, he stepped away, uh, still does a little bit of shooting. He can step in, but he's working for Jackson kayak. So, uh, brought in a couple other guys who also are phenomenal and, you know, just really talented guys. The problem is most of them are all Canadians. <laughs> so I have a hard time understanding them. They talk funny, but they like the water. They have to like the water. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's a waterman or an outdoors guy. Uh, Richard uh, Federation, in your opinion, what is the best fishing kayak? I would assume your favorite is your design Kraken. Of course. And I have one and love it. What would be a couple of other great options for offshore kayak fishing? Well, offshore, you know, like I said, in the Jackson line, um, of course, the Kraken, um, the uh, the Cuda HD, I, I really liked. Paddles pretty well, a little bit more stable, has that standability. Uh, I don't know about getting through the surf, but I tell you what, once you're outside, that blue sky is a kick in the butt to fish off of. One of the most fun platforms I've been on. And of course, maybe the boats you're seeing here, I, the Ocean Kayak still makes a good offshore boat. I think Wildy still makes a good offshore boat. Um, you know, there's 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 a lot of great brands out there and a lot of great kayaks. The best thing you can do is go out and try some different ones. You've been paddling a lot of uh, more touring boats, right, Ken? Yeah, not good for fishing. Yeah, they're just too too narrow and unstable. But yeah, I haven't. I really haven't paddled a good offshore and a new good offshore had the opportunity to try of the new uh the new offshore boats lately yeah and where we are we're we're lake and river fishing so right right and so many short the, maneuverable so many of the the boats now are certainly uh, everybody seems to want uh pedal boats so yeah you know so the the big hobies and the the bigger jacksons now jackson's got so many different boats now the the bite so if you're a paddler, you can still, although the the Kraken is technically discontinued, uh, they do still have some. So you can you can still kind of special order some stuff. Um, and the plan is uh, hopefully that they will do like a once a year run of them. So we can get a bunch of special orders in and then run them all at one time. Ooh. Um, Pam Worth, are you ever going to Los Busos, Panama? I have been to Los Busos. You know, we've been to Panama five at least five times while shooting the show. Ken, you were on the very first one mm -hmm. uh, with uh, Pesca Panama. We've been with Pesca Panama, Paddle Panama, and um, Los Busos. And Los Busos 
as far as just a dialed in place for kayak fishing, it's, it's amazing. It, it really is an amazing place. We had a really hard trip there. It was very windy um, as always. And the baits we had, I mean, were literally eight pound Bonita. I mean, it, we had no smaller bait at all. So you had to let your fish eat it. And then once they ate it, they were in the rocks. So we had a tough trip, but I know it's an amazing place and I would love to go back for sure. Okay. Let's uh, get going on the next segment. Watch me almost die. <laughs> it's gotta be in this segment. I'm thinking. And it's all Ken's fault. No. <laughs> For underestimating, overestimating you. Yeah, overestimated my skills. That was my fault. Embraced the raging rapids of Canada's Ottawa River for his first taste of whitewater kayak fishing. The Ottawa River is not only home to some world-class bass, walleye, pike, and muskie fishing, but it's one of eastern Canada's main freshwater arteries and acts as the border between the provinces of Ontario and Quebec for much of its 800 miles. The river is so big and wide at points that it's often mistaken for a lake. But there's no mistaking the Ottawa River for a lake where it narrows and forms into a series of impressive rapids. But an hour west of Ottawa, Canada's capital city, you can find a particularly wild section of whitewater called the Rocher Fendu section. This section is known internationally for having world-class whitewater rafting and kayaking. And it's here that Jim hooks up with world champion whitewater kayakers, become obsessed kayak anglers, Ken Whiting and Brendan Mark. We're here in my backyard on the Ottawa River. This is the Rocher Fondue section. Ooh, where to go? <laughs> the prevalent activity in this area is whitewater rafting. Now, what was that kayak? Fantastic fishing. A caper. Not many people do it here. Oh, yeah, that was the like butt soaker. That's all I remember about that boat. You just yep. sat in a puddle. It's, uh, it's yep. to access these bays because you need to either portage around rapids or else uh, you won't run. But it was a fun little boat. Oh, it was maneuverable. Plan with Jim is if you could deal with the butt rash. Channels on the <laughs> yeah, main channel and the middle channel, uh, both high water, big volume, um, with great fishing spots all the way through. And uh, plan with Jim will be really to uh, keep an eye out for him and keep him out of too much trouble. Oh, oh there he goes. <laughs> Work him. So right now we are about to head down the middle channel of the Ottawa. The Ottawa River splits into two channels just down below us. We've got about six rapids we got to get through, but by going through these rapids, we get access to some lakes uh, and some bays that otherwise are inaccessible. That's a nice hike. Provides mm -hmm. fantastic, virtually untouched fishing. September is an ideal time for whitewater kayak fishing. The water's warm, the river is low <clears> and more forgiving, and the fish are nearly always biting hard. But even though the water is at a more forgiving level, there's no such thing as easing into whitewater kayak fishing. The first rapid of the day is one of the biggest, and that's where Jim's adventures begin. <laughs> the first rapid of the day is it happens before the river splits into its two channels. Um, and that rapid's called McCoy's. And it, we knew it was the biggest water, the biggest rapid that, that uh, Jim was going to have to contend with. Uh, so we chose a, a, the most conservative line aside from portaging. And Jim's gung-ho, so... Uh, <laughs> Look at that raft stuck in the hole. Someone's still in it. <laughs> Look at that holding on. Oh, 
<laughs> through beautifully. Great angle. <laughs> the raft's still there. Better than, than I expected. I expected it to be upside down before he came through. And so he went over and swam. But he rallied, got back on the boat, held his paddle, rolled the boat upright, jumped back on. It was, uh, it really was impressive how, how quick he got on it. He was now you said, go that way. on as tight as I should. Go get him, Ken, he says. head when I went in the water, and I just couldn't breathe. And I mean, I really, I was scared. I mean, I'm not afraid to admit or too proud to admit that I was really scared. There's my hand up above the water. Still makes my palms sweat. <laughs> Ken's got him. Nice rescue, Ken. <laughs> Brendan back there. Ken's aft. Ken's aft. No, no, they're okay. Luckily, Ken got up there, and I swear we could see. You know. 99 times out of 100, and it wouldn't have went as smoothly as it did. My favorite part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pause it right there. There was a raft that had gone down, and you saw that raft that got stuck, and everybody swam, and it was a bunch of, like, high school age girls and they were all standing on the bank right where they were pulling me up so basically my pants are down around my knees <laughs> my butt is just out there for for all of it. So, and yeah. you didn't have the energy to pull you think about pulling your pants up you're just like is my butt <laughs> laid their face down <laughs> yeah that was uh understandably whooped you yeah. got a whooping yeah a old school whooping <laughs> yeah, and, and it felt like it lasted so long and it was probably you know 30 seconds or something but it felt like i was in there for five minutes but yeah the, that whole time though you really didn't get a breath i mean a uh, part of it because of your the life jacket was yeah. wasn't on properly and it wasn't on tight enough not it was on properly but just not tight enough and uh but also it's just so aerated it's hard to get it's a just a, it's a crappy situation to be in yeah well <laughs> thankfully you were able to what what just happened well <laughs> it's still going on my end okay the whole thing just dropped off my screen for a second and then popped back up uh yeah that was it, it was scary and uh exhausting um you know they said that you know thankfully you were there and you had the ability to side surf it in there and and kind of drag me out uh there was also the what was it the threat that if i pulled you if i held onto your kayak too hard you were just going to slam me on the head <laughs> let me i don't know if you, i don't know if you remember that i remember it very clearly still being in there once i got pulled in with you side surfing and you were on the upstream side of me which means the water coming down 
stream was just pounding into you and directly and you couldn't hold on for long you're just it was a losing battle and i couldn't do anything with you there and right. i was just like dude you have to let go and go down you have to go let go and go down because you're not gonna you can't just swim out you have to and, right and you're like <laughs> looking at me like you want me to do what? Let, <laughs> let go of the life preserver and no. go underwater? Yeah, I'm not letting go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you didn't have a choice. The water just hit. I just remember it just pounding on your shoulders as your head held there. It just it pulled you off my boat in the end, I think. You didn't have a choice. Yeah. You were hitting my hands with the paddle. <laughs> That, that was next. <laughs> Let's get this going. Can I show my ass right now? Yeah, totally. <laughs> that is extreme. That is such so gnarly, man. Those rapids are just good fun if you don't die. <laughs> <laughs> what was amazing is he, he rallied. He, he got back on. Once he got caught his breath and chilled out for a while, he... Uh, he got back in his boat and started fishing again. It's on! And this was my first experience ever really dealing with pike, even. Yeah. And we, you dealt with a lot of them. We caught a lot of pike. And that's a quality when Brendan's got there. I remember that one. That was perfectly poached by him right in front of me. <laughs> Brendan is the big poacher. Oh. When most people look at whitewater, they see a chaotic mess of waves and current. But to the trained eye, whitewater is actually fairly predictable. By learning to read whitewater, not only can you fish in and around current more safely, but you'll also develop a better understanding of where you can expect to find the fish. That's why the basics of current is the topic of this week's Ocean Kayak Kayaking Tip with Ken Whiting. Simplified, flowing rivers can be broken into two parts. You have the main current and then you have eddies. The main current is just that. It's the main flow of water heading downstream. Eddies this is back when a, both of our, our entire wardrobe was ex officio. <laughs> when it was? <laughs> I still have a lot of it. Oh. So what happens when eddies are formed is that the main current hits the obstruction, in this case, the rock in the middle of the flow. It gets deflected off of it and then this low pressure zone in behind the rock, which isn't getting filled by the main current, is filled by water that comes back upstream. 
and this calm pool is the eddy. Where the main current and the eddy current collide, you get eddy lines. And the eddy lines are very identifiable because you, you find whirlpools and any other funny water, which is really unstable to be in in the kayak. Now here's something else to consider. These eddies are also caused on the vertical plane. So let's say you have a, a ledge in the, in the river or a boulder. The current isn't just gonna flow and contour the river bottom. What it's gonna do is it's gonna flow past that drop off and then it's gonna circle back and fill that void. And this calm area here behind the ledge or drop off is a perfect spot for a fish to, to hang out and wait for a meal to come by on, on the conveyor belt. Uh, and that's why fish finders are actually great things to use on flowing rivers. Not so much to find the fish, but to find these drop-offs. On a final note, if you're going to kayak fish in and around flowing rivers, stick to light currents. Moving water is surprisingly powerful. And you get yourself in a lot of trouble. <laughs> really? Very quickly, doing. Until next time, I'm Ken Whiting, and that's your Ocean Kayak Kayaking Tip. For more tips and your chance to win a fantastic wow. kayak fishing package that includes an Ocean Kayak Trident fishing kayak and Maui Gym sunglasses, visit kayakfishingshow.com. This, uh, this uh, prize is not available at this time. ...downstream through the raging rapids of the in search of the ultimate untouched fishing hole. The Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you in part by... It is neat to see this from 12 years ago, or 11 years ago. Scotty. Maui Jim. Yeah. Standard Horizon. And the Helicopter. But again, Express. shot before that because it was part, this was part of the first DVD. Yeah, that's right. That, this was one of our, this is probably our second, what, what episode was this? Third? Epi second episode, wasn't it? Was second episode. Yeah, this is the second epi TV episode we ever produced. And not just for your show, but period. Yeah. It was marked the beginning. And I think we're now somewhere around 400 and. 420 shows deep. It's crazy time. Yeah. And it doesn't seem that long ago. I know. <laughs> it doesn't until you sit back and watch stuff like this. And then it's like, wow, we shot this a long time ago. I mean, yeah. You didn't look a whole lot different, I have to say. What? You didn't really look that much different. Uh, I'll look gray. Um, you're, you're aging well, Jim. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We had some other uh, comments. Jean Wilson, whoa. Jean, she joins <laughs> our show every time. I appreciate it, Jean. She's like the biggest cheerleader for, for Team Jackson Kayak and awesome lady. So, uh, Dave Massengill, who joins us pretty much every week. I appreciate it, David. I've been there, done that on the Kern River. I almost drowned, stuck in a hole for over a minute. I had nightmares for three days straight. I understand that. <laughs> I totally get that. That that was probably, I mean, I had some scary moments in huge, huge surf when I when I used to surf, um, but this was definitely one of the scariest things that ever happened to me while on the water. It was um, uh, Anthony. Did my feet get trapped? No, um, it was just a recirc, a, a hole. I mean, I don't. Can you describe how that works, Ken? Yeah. Whoa, this. Here, let me give you, I'll give you the whole screen. Oh, how about that? Still, it's backwards. But uh, yeah, when water is flowing uh, downstream and it flows over some obstacle, a rock or a ledge, it gains speed as it drops over. And then it creates this low pressure zone where the water actually has to come back up on the surface. 
is filling in that hole, it's moving upstream. And so you get this recirculating motion. So the water that's actually going downstream is going, taking the low road, it's going along the riverbed. The water on the surface is actually moving back stream, upstream into the hole. And, and that's how you get this recirculating effect. So in this case, actually, Jim's life jacket, the buoyancy, and him swimming, trying to stay on the surface, is keeping him in the water that's moving upstream, keeping him in that that hole. Uh, whereas, you know, the best thing to have done there is actually when he hit the, the green water is to go with it, go down and take that undercurrent right out. But I mean, that that's works great in theory, but when you're getting your butt kicked and the last thing you're thinking is go down. Right. Yeah. You're, you're trying to get a breath of air and then, you know, and the proper thing is to actually go underwater. It's, it doesn't no. work particularly for someone unless you on really there. know unless yeah. you for somebody train. on their very first rapid. Yeah. <laughs> no, that ain't gonna no. happen. Um, let's see. Yeah, Dave, I did live to fish another day and actually ended up catching fish. And, and I will say, I mean, we've pretty much gone back to Canada every year. I think we've done a shoot in Canada pretty much every year, whether it's in BC or Northwest Territories or, or what. And I love it up there, man. We always have amazing trips. That very first trip we did on the, the seven-day trip, I think it was on the Petawawa. Oh, wow. uh, I mean, one of the coolest trips ever except this is another one when ken tried to kill me but the way he tried to kill me on this one and he he probably doesn't even remember he tried to kill me via hypothermia oh. because it got so freaking cold it was below freezing at night and ken says don't worry about it i got all the camping gear sleeping bags yada 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 i'll supply everything for this seven day trip and we get there and the first night and, you know, set up tent, roll up my sleeping bag. It comes to like here on my chest. <laughs> it, was, it was like a small woman's sleeping bag. I think it was Nicole's. And I, I, I think I wore every single piece of clothing I had and tried to curl up into a little ball in that sleeping bag. So you have a history of trying to kill me, Ken. How's it work? <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see oh gene says great content it's my pleasure well it's always fun eric our friend from uh eric said from germany says you remind him of his physics teacher <laughs> ken, ken actually, actually i mean to his credit is a very very good instructor i mean i mean you wrote books on kayaking and you did instructional dvds on kayaking so you're a very very good instructor so it used to be I haven't had yeah. to talk about it in a long time. <laughs> Have you been whitewater kayaking much? Yeah, I, I not a, not much, but every year I get out about uh, half dozen times usually. And even to be honest, these days I take out the Jackson Kayak Dynamic Duo for the, like, the past five years. That's been what I've done the most with uh, my daughter. She oh, loves fun. it. Ever, ever since she's been four, we take her down. I've taken her down the river and she loves it. Haven't put a fishing rod in her hand in the whitewater section yet, but that'll be next. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. And there's just, there's so much great water up there. I, I'm mm -hmm. not sure if it's in this episode, but we went down that one section and I hope, I think it's in the episode, but uh, 
that was it was like going through a it wasn't even real. It was like going through a Disneyland magic mystery mystery tour. Yeah, that was such a cool, cool yeah. little area. I think it I, is. I think it's on here. I don't like I said I haven't watched this thing in years. So let's uh let's get back to, to viewing her. Welcome back to the Kayak Fishing Show with Jim Sammons. This week, Jim connects with Ken Whiting and Brendan Mark and braves the raging rapids of Canada's Ottawa River for his first taste of whitewater kayak fishing. You need to be a good kayaker to, to do what we've done. Um, you do need to, uh, like I said, if, you, if you're not used to even, even this particular water, having somebody who's used to running these rapids or running these waters um should should have somebody there that uh you know can guide them through because uh like i said you can get yourself in a lot of trouble um but other than that what you should do you know once you've done that is just get out here and fish and, and spend some time on the water do like we're doing today where we've got a full day on the water we're gonna be camping tonight uh, just get the whole experience because it is just like I said, it's just so such a beautiful place. Anyone who fishes on rivers know that where there's current, there's usually fish, and kayaks provide one of the best ways to target these areas. Of course, there are a few things to know before you go fishing around current in your kayak, so that's what we're going to look at in this week's ex officio kayak fishing tip of the week. First off, it's important to know what kind of current we're talking about. We're talking about class one water, which is just fast moving water without any major features like rocks or logs. That means no real waves or obstructions in the river. You can just float your way along. Anything more than class one and taking a river kayaking course pretty much becomes a necessity. Now there are mm -hmm. things that we're talking about. <laughs> it's so weird how that eddy line can just grab you and- Fishing isn't always the best idea. We call them the, the trolls. Fishing on anchor can mean the difference between getting fish and not getting fish. If you're going to anchor in current, you Why, they, uh, directly off the bow or stern. Because they reach up and grab so the edge of your boat and pull you over? Oh, yeah. They just reach up. From, you don't know they're there, and then boom. It's super handy. The problem with anchoring up from the side of your kayak is that your boat will be held sideways to the current, which will allow water to pile up on the side of the boat, which can easily flip you. Another piece of gear that can come in handy when you're fishing in current is thigh straps because they'll give you a lot more. That's control. the Petawawa right there. Thigh yeah. Clip to that the was a bump and grind over your knees. This basically keeps you more connected to your kayak, which is really nice if you're fishing on swirly eddy lines, which is your kayak getting hit with water from different directions. A last thing worth mentioning is some basic current safety. Thanks to wade fishing, it seems to be ingrained in anglers heads that you can just stand up and walk around and fast moving water. The truth of the matter is that most drownings in current that's Montana three feet of water. Mm -hmm. They're called shallow water drownings and they're caused by foot entrapments. So what happens when people try to stand up in current is they can get their foot trapped between a rock. I think I was a couple. And <laughs> yeah, that's Mission Bay. I was a few pounds lighter then. Two to three feet of water <laughs> while wearing a life jacket. And so the rule is simple. If you swim in current, don't try standing up or walking to shore until you're out of the main current. You're better off taking a few bumps on the knee than risking foot entrapment. 
Until next time, I'm Jim Sammons, and that's your ex-officio kayak fishing tip of the week. For the most comprehensive Good old ex-officio. I miss them. And a book. Holy moly. This truly is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. This, this, the Ottawa River. I mean, just these areas. I mean, we've been fishing all day today. Caught a bunch of fish. Haven't seen another person all day. And it's just absolutely beautiful. The rapids, the the trees. Um, it's gorgeous. So, um, I would definitely wouldn't hesitate to come back here and fish again, just because it's such a neat experience. And you know, like I said it's that, that adrenaline rush of going through the rapids, and then just great fishing, and right front at the base of that uh that waterfall you could sit there and fish i mean it's just it's so exciting it's so much fun so much fun and they're great fish too and we've caught a lot of fish i mean these these pike are really fun they're sporty i mean they're not the, they're not the hardest fighting fish in the world until you get them next to the boat you try to land them and then they just go nuts which is fun <laughs> and then you know a lot of little bass and All that water in the cockpit certainly adds a lot to the instability of the boat. Oh yeah. After the first wave, the boat takes on totally different characteristics. Especially with the scupper in the butt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't drape, it takes forever. Not a bad pike either, right there. No, not a bad one. I still find it surprising we don't find musky uh, down the lower section because a bit further down the Ottawa, there's some of the best musky fishing in the world. So musky fishing in the world. They, they know water. They know huge yeah, musky. Just incredible paddlers, and I learned <laughs> so much from them. It's like it, it was almost too beautiful. It, it it couldn't be real. All the trees and the rocks were in the exact right place. You know, it was just such an incredibly beautiful location. There's Brendan jumping ahead to poach a spot. <laughs> it's it's just <laughs> I can't even say enough about it. Just how much, uh. how much fun this has been. While running the whitewater in Canada, we're using the Ocean Kayak, Triton 11s, and Capers. At 11 feet, they're both great for running rapids, and they're both highly maneuverable, which really helps in them. Except the Caper had a place to attach thigh straps, which the Triton 11 did not. Were we using thigh straps? You guys were. We were? Oh. Yeah, you were. <laughs> so we could get the rods inside the boat when we needed to run some tough rapids. Of course, the Trident with the rod pod made it even easier. The caper has a lower seat, which gives it a uh, lower center of gravity. I just like the footage, so 
let it run. But has a higher seat, so you have a nice high dry ride. So the cool thing about you know you can see going there and running the rapids, you really were fishing areas that you couldn't get to unless next week on the kayak fishing show with Jim Sam. Yeah. Unless you were um running the rapids. I mean you had to, to do that to get to the fishing spots. And so, I mean, obviously not a ton of pressure because, I mean, I was there, I went with uh, James on the Ottawa last year and, you know, all you saw the whitewater paddlers go paddling by, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's nobody fishing. Yeah. So, yeah. There's, abs- a, there's really no public access. You have to either walk around the rapids, which is a pain in the butt or, um, or run them. Right. Yeah, the portage sucks. So we have a, a few more uh, <laughs> comments here. Sierra, why wasn't Brenda invited to the viewing? Brenda was invited. I wanted to have them both on as guests, but Brenda wouldn't do it. So you no. can give him a hard time. He's scared of the camera. Uh, he should be. He's not very good. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Eric, uh, Ken, do you think it's harder to ride rapids with a sit on top than a whitewater boat? Absolutely. Yeah. Having, uh, like Jim mentioned before, as soon as you hit the first wave and the water collects in your boat, even if you have scupper holes, which they all do to drain the water, it takes a while for that water to drain. And so you've just gained, in some cases, maybe not hundreds of pounds, but it's like having a person jump onto your kayak and now you have to to deal with that extra weight from side to side in there and it's shifting around you're right yeah absolutely so it uh with a whitewater boat they're designed specifically for maneuverability in white water there it's night and day i know and and you remember uh kayak kevin um he's been doing a lot more whitewater sit on top kayak fishing mm-hmm. uh, and what he has done basically is he's like the uh, the tank well and all that, he fills it up with a bag, um, and then so he, and having his little room in the cockpit for that water to collect because mm-hmm. that it have that you know not just your cockpit but your tank well as well filling up with water. I mean that's why you saw it. And there's a couple times where he said, "I I look like I should be able to stay up, but once that all that water shifted to the one side, you're gone." It's so hard, and particularly again, if you don't have the thigh strap. If you, if you have the thigh straps, you have a little bit more ability to kind of pull it back. But it was tough. <laughs> yeah, it was so fun, so fun. I mean, I absolutely love it there. Mike McKenna um, says you learned a lot from your book, Kayak Fishing: The Ultimate Guide. Helpful advice and graphics. Yeah, that's that's something I worked on with you before the the DVDs, right? Or was it after the? Or was that was. I, I, that was after. Was it? I, I know it's. That was after. I think. Because you worked wow. with that with Scott and. No, that was a different one. Oh no, it wasn't. Oh my gosh, this was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> we would have stopped doing books probably in two thousand and eight, two thousand seven. This would have would have been one of the last ones. The, the ultimate guide. Would have been 2007, 2008, so 12, 13 years ago. It would have been right around the time of Game On. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Um, Mike said, did I lose gear when I got goblet? No, I didn't. I actually had everything down inside. That was a nice thing, you know, having interior access on the on these boats really helped. So and you know, we brought, what did we bring? 
a rod, one tackle box. You, we went minimalist. Yeah, for we, sure. You just it was you just lose anything else you brought. Yeah, for sure. So, Ken, we've almost have been at this an hour. <laughs> Took us an hour to watch a twenty-four minute video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I appreciate it. It's been a, a long, fun ride. I know there's going to be a lot more episodes that you are in that will be airing. Maybe we can get you back on for those. Uh, I'm looking forward to airing the episode. Where were we? Uh, Minor Bay Lodge. Oh, uh, my gosh. Uh, so, so, so many huge pike. Uh, uh, counting the one day and getting over 100 pike each. And I think by the third day, we fished for seven days. And by the third day, Will said, I'm fishing. Don't bother me unless you have <laughs> Huge. Yeah. That was a, a crazy one. So it's been a lot of trips. It's been a lot of, uh, of fun, fun trips and good times. And uh, without you, I wouldn't have this show for so many years. So I appreciate right. it. I and likewise. Really coming on here, man. It was, it was fun. It's fun uh, reliving some of this fun. Yeah. It has been. It's, it's good. And here's to many more good fishing trips. Sure. Hopefully one sooner rather than later. We've got yeah. a fishing trip coming up and supposed to Brendan and I in two weeks, but We'll see. Not looking good. It's up in yeah. the Quebec, Quebec wilderness, so it's nowhere near anyone, but still. Right. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well, to future good times. Take care, man. Thanks. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. I hope you enjoyed watching me almost drown. Um, we had a, a great time. And, I mean, like I said, you, you have two world champion kayakers with you. You know, when you do stuff like that, at least, you know, you got a pretty good chance of them uh, pulling your butt out of the fire, which which Ken did. And, and like I said, we've had so many great trips since then. So thank you for joining us. Uh, if you are still on lockdown, uh, you know, join us every Tuesday and Thursday. We'll be doing these shows every Tuesday and Thursday. Remember, Tuesdays are the Jackson Kayak years. Thursdays are the Ocean Kayak years, the older stuff. And we're just going to keep bringing these ep episodes to you. Uh, share them with your friends, you know, get us more views and that makes it a lot easier. makes it a lot easier with the sponsors. So you all take care. If you can get on the water, please remember always wear your PFD and keep your paddle right side up. You take care.